welcome back to another episode of the Peaceful Body Podcast. My name is Inez Bai, joining you every single week. I'm a health and mindset coach as well as this host of the podcast. And today I have a little solo episode for you that's not so little. It's going to be all about why you want to be surprised in your life, why you don't actually want to know how things are going to unfold and why it's really just a trick that anxiety is keeping you stuck in because anxiety makes you feel like if you don't know all of the details and if you don't have full control and if you don't know exactly how things are going to pan out or what you're going to do next or what you want to do, then something bad is going to happen when in actual fact that's all just conditioning. So I'm going to talk through how to let go of those self-limiting beliefs and how to reprogram your mind to really welcome in surprises and how that can help you to get to your goals faster, build a healthier relationship with your mindset and just have more fun, like just enjoy your life more because when you're constantly thinking, why isn't this working out that way? You're letting yourself get disappointed and A huge part of this is taking responsibility for your own actions because, of course, things can happen to you that are not ideal or are really shit, like for lack of a better word. But the way that you respond to it and the way that you pick yourself up after, of course, you know, you're still allowed to always like express your emotions. And if you need to grieve and if you need to be angry and if you need to be sad, you need to express those things. I'm actually reading a really interesting book called It's Not Always Depression. For those of you that follow me on Instagram, you'll have seen that I was reading it the other morning. So check it out. And it's all about how we've so often as a protective mechanism or or basically as a defense mechanism, stop ourselves, our body stops us from feeling our emotions because it's not safe to feel it or we've been conditioned to believe that we can't feel that emotion in that moment. And we'll very quickly jump to feeling depressed or anxious when in actual fact it's we need to feel safe to feel the emotion, whether it be sadness, one of our seven core emotions that we have as according to psychology. So things like sadness and disgust and happiness and um, fear, fear and those kinds of things are our seven core emotions. And when we don't feel those things and we're constantly going into this place of like defending and deferring and feeling anxious or starting to feel depressed or feeling lonely or, or whatever the emotion might be. So of course, always feeling your feels and creating a safe space and doing the work on your mindset so that you can actually move through your emotions rather than bottling them up because we know that they're going to rise up eventually and then taking responsibility for where you want to go from then on because you you may not be able to control what happens to you or the storm around you but you can control what can i do next what how can i respond to this situation how can i take care of myself so a little bit of an intro to start off i can hear the dog snoring in the background i'm i'm pretty sure that you won't be able to hear the dog snoring um because i'm house sitting this week i'm looking after the cutest little frenchie for one of my past clients turned into a friend which has been so nice to have a change of scenery and also just to have a little bit of space to myself i i live with um two housemates currently and so it's just really nice to have the whole house basically to myself it's been really good and to look after a dog because who doesn't love getting to look after a dog for a little while and it's encouraged me to walk more I was already an avid walker but I noticed I definitely started to get a little bit lazier a bit complacent so I've been actively taking the dog out in the morning and it's just like such a good conversation starter so that's been really really nice and there's a beautiful outdoor space here so this morning I like took my journal and my book out and I was sitting in the grass and it was a bit of a cloudy day in here here in Sydney but it was just really nice to like get outside because our outdoor area in my house 
is still usable, but it's not as nice as here. So it's just been, as I've said, it's so nice to have a change of scenery. Feels a little bit like a staycation. I'm obviously still working as I'm here, but it's been really, really nice. And I'm actually coming to you from this playroom. It's pretty, it's a pretty random room, but it had like the best sound quality, which is something I never thought I would say. But having been podcasting for a year, you get a good feel for what rooms and what situations you kind of need. Because if you're in a big open space, it gets really echoey. But this playroom's kind of like cocooned in, there's carpet on the floor, so it just has a little bit of a better sound quality. So anyway, here we are. So let's get back to today's topic, which is all about why you actually want to be surprised. And one of my main values in life currently is to always be surprised because if I know exactly how things are going to unfold, if I create an environment where everything is just so predictable, then guess what? I'm probably going to feel bored. I'm probably going to feel uninspired. I'm probably going to feel just a little bit like wilting like a flower. So for me, this has been a huge overhaul that I've had to do in my life because I used to be so anxious about every little thing that would go on during my day. And to be honest, I didn't know there was another way. So I didn't know that people had a relaxed attitude. I just thought that everyone would get really stressed out if they couldn't eat what they planned to eat or if their schedule changed suddenly or if you know they had to be at an appointment that was longer than they expected to be or if they were running late somewhere like it's not like I would just get like a little panic or I'd feel like a tiny bit guilty I would get so distressed by these changes in my day that I would start crying I'd feel really overwhelmed I'd have like mini anxious anxiety attacks all the time and so obviously I recognized that that was not a great way to live my life and it really through the recovery of me from my eating disorders and finding you know eating intuitively now it's just reminded me constantly as I always say like going through my um, recovery from disordered eating into having like complete food freedom now it's just such a life lesson that can be applied in so many different situations so like I was saying before if I had planned to eat a salad for lunch and then for some reason someone wanted to take me out to lunch and they were like okay well let's go get a sandwich it would cause me so much turmoil as to whether or not I could say yes to that because I'd feel obligated because this person wanted me to go to lunch with them and I didn't want to miss out and I thought then they would never invite me again but then on the flip side I would feel guilty about them buying me lunch and wanting to buy me lunch and I'd also feel guilty about wanting like you know eating bread when I had planned for a salad and how I was going to make up for it and I needed to exercise more and like all of these fear-driven scarcity-based ego thoughts would pop up in my mind of what I should be doing what I really wanted to do and because I was not a very self-aware human earlier on in my life as you know, to be expected because I was a teenager and coming into my early 20s, I hadn't really had any training around my emotional awareness and my capacity to make decisions. I was just kind of running off autopilot, which for me automatically just was anxiety driven, just was feeling so overwhelmed and stressed. Whereas now, because I've done the work around getting in touch with my intuition and actually being able to listen to what it is that I truly need and letting go of fears because the fears sometimes still pop up less so with food now I can really like if someone's like oh I want to do this I want to take you out to eat I'm, I will check in with my body and I'll be like do I feel like eating that yes or no okay yep I feel like eating it and then if I don't feel like eating that, what I'll probably say to that person, because this requires confidence and practice and having the language to do it, is literally just say to that person, oh, I don't actually feel like eating a sandwich. Can we go somewhere else? And that sounds so basic, but when you're so overwhelmed with so many different thoughts that are going on in your head, especially the fear ones, which feel really loud and overwhelming, 
you don't even think that you can ask for another option. You don't even feel like you have the agency in that situation to you know, put another off option there, especially if you're someone that's really anxious and you have social anxiety, you really want to conform. You really want to please that other person. You don't want to put them out at all. So it's, there's so many like little pieces to this puzzle that used to make it so difficult for me to handle any sort of difference in my schedule or any sort of surprise because I was so clinging onto the control of every single part of my day. And I wanted everything to be really measured because that made me feel safe. And that was the only technique or tool that I have even though it's obviously not it didn't serve me at all that would calm my anxiety and would make me feel you know still and quiet whereas now those small surprises don't cause me so much frustration and anxiety because I want to be excited or I want to be surprised because I'm open to things changing like I've retrained my brain to be excited about change about things not going the way that I've expected and that's all about reprogramming your mind which we know is possible although I didn't know this until recently that your brain is plastic like the neural networks in your brain can actually be changed and it's through doing different mindset techniques but also different somatic techniques and that means actually feeling it in your body something that I always go through with my clients is you know we're normally very aware of our problems and aware of what's not going well or what we don't like and we probably most likely know the solution however there's always something within us that stops us from being able to fix it and that's normally because we have all of these feelings of fear that make us feel like if we do something then we're going to fail or someone's going to judge us or something bad is going to happen so it's learning how to retrain not only your Um, intellectual mind which is where you are knowing things but being able to actually change those feelings in your body which requires doing work with your feelings and with your body and this isn't to say that we can't have goals at all like I think it's great to have goals and as I always say it's really exciting to have big dreams and maybe you're sitting here as well on the flip side of that thinking oh my god I don't know what I want to do I don't have any dreams I don't know where I'm going to be in a year and it's like whoa let's just calm down don't freak yourself out because again this is jumping to the worst conclusion of thinking oh my god I don't know what to do and I don't know how I'm going to get there and this means that something bad is going to happen like not knowing is not inherently a bad thing that is simply conditioning that you have picked up from society from your parents from the people around you not knowing is not a bad thing it is safe to not know it is safe to be actively waiting for an opportunity a change a new person to come into your life and I say actively waiting because sitting on the couch all day every day is not going to put you in a good position an optimal position to be surprised or to be creating a new um, opportunity within your life so especially like a really good example for this is relationships and actually I was talking to my partner about how we met the other day and how if we knew how we were going to meet like we wouldn't have wanted to know how our paths were going to cross. Like we were both talking about how nice it is that it came as such a surprise. We actually knew each other um, five or six years ago and we kind of didn't really have much contact for the past five or six years. And then we kind of just came back into contact and like we, we didn't know five or six years ago that we were going to enter a relationship and nor like reflecting on that, nor did we want to. It was really nice to get back to know each other and to start, sort of have a new relationship with one another it was just such a surprise and something that we could never ever ever have predicted and so let that be uh, I guess like an example of like how 
important it is and how nice it is to actually be surprised and to be delighted by the way that things can unfold in the ways that you could never, ever, ever expect. Um, because if you meet someone, for example, like I feel like relationships is a really good one to be surprised because oftentimes we really want a partner or we really want a certain group of friends and we get stuck in this cycle of thinking, when will it happen and why hasn't it happened to me? And we take things really personally. So say, for example, if you get rejected by one person or you go on a date with someone and you don't really like them, we can so quickly assume, well, there must be something wrong with me or I'm doing something wrong. I'm the problem, which is actually your anxious brain trying to make it out as if you need to fix things when in reality, it's never as personal as that. And and it's coming from a place of scarcity of feeling like, oh my God, there must be something wrong with me. And only this person can determine my whole future and my whole love life. Like, just take comfort in the fact that there are people out there in the world who are going to offer you so much love and support that you literally haven't even met yet. Like that is still yet for you to come. The best is yet for you to come. And the the most important thing is to recognize when you're acting from a place of scarcity of like, oh my God, this must mean that, you know, because this person doesn't like me, no one's going to like me. Or um, acting from a place of like, yeah, scarcity of like, oh, there's only a certain amount of people in the world and when is it going to happen and why hasn't it happened yet? Like time is a construct. It's not real anyway. And the universe works within its own weird and wonderful ways. And there are so many multitude of options in which you could meet someone or someone could come into your life that it is so futile and such a high expectation to place on yourself to know exactly how things are going to work out. So instead, switch your mind from this real expecting energy where you're getting really clingy onto timelines and what certain situations mean and why it hasn't happened yet because that is only causing you suffering and making you feel really low vibe. And when you feel really low vibe, you are not able to put your best self out there. So therefore, you're not going to be as much of a magnet for um, the person that you want to meet. Although I will say like, that does not mean that you need to be happy go lucky all the time. It's just more like thinking about if you're feeling really low vibe all the time and you're letting things take interfere with your energy and your vibes constantly, then you're not going to feel inspired. And when you don't feel inspired, you don't feel like, you know, you don't have energy. You don't feel like going out or you don't feel like doing certain things. This is a huge reason as to why I go to the gym. And I've been reflecting on this a lot recently because when you reject diet culture and you just really accept your body, you have to create a new relationship with the gym too, where you have to remind yourself or almost like discover a reason as to why you actually go to the gym so that you don't fall into this pattern of going because you're burning calories or because you should or because otherwise you'll gain weight. You have to make sure that you give yourself another reason that feels really aligned for you. And for me, the reason why I go to the gym is because it helps me to shake off negative vibes. And I kid you not, nine times out of 10 when I go to the gym and I'm not doing a hectic workout, you know, I've spoken a bit on this podcast about how I don't really train that hard. Like I'm a lazy gym goer, to be honest. I love just going to a class. I love not getting that sweaty. I don't want to be that puffed out. Uh, every now and again, I do love a good hard workout, but mainly I just go because it's a good routine. I'm not on my phone for an hour. I, I, someone else tells me what to do, which is just really nice seeing as I, you know, run most of the things in my own life, running my own business and everything else that goes along with that. 
So it's just really nice. But for me, it's really about changing my energy, shaking off the negative vibes. And then I always have some sort of realization, whether it be, oh, this is a really good way that I can phrase something or this is a good quote that I can post on Instagram or, you know, maybe I should go to this event or oh, I haven't spoken to this person in a while. And it's because when I exercise, you access a part of your brain that you don't access when you're working or when you're sitting at your desk or when you're lying on the couch. You access a completely different part of your brain because you're moving your body in a different way. And so therefore it helps you to be like more open and whatever. And so we often think that we need to like sit down and plan and make it structured and know exactly what's going to happen. But is that really a breeding ground for you to feel inspired? Or is that just what you have been told by our capitalist society that wants you to stay in the office all day, every day and feeds off you never feeling productive or worthy enough unless you like it just feeds off you never feeling productive enough because if you never feel productive enough then you'll continue to do over time you'll continue to say yes to things that are outside of your job role anyway and you'll continue to just work more underpaid and make you know the business successful anyway going on a complete capitalist tangent um so yeah the way that you can feel like you have to put yourself in good and optimal positions to feel inspired or to be meeting certain people and however the other part of this in order to like be surprised is you can't do certain things all the time expecting an outcome so for example when I think about oh okay like when I'm at the gym and I get like a good idea to do something the mistake I used to make was focusing so much on the outcome that I expected to happen. So for example, oh my God, I'm going to post this Instagram photo and then all these people are going to like it and I'm going to go viral and blah, 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 blah. And it's like the way focusing on that result, which is so specific, is stopping me from accessing my intuition and doing something simply because it feels like fun. And let and that's coming from your heart. And every single time I do something that's purely from my heart and I'm I'm able to just like let go of the response or the result that I need from it, it always ends up being really good. However, your ego always comes in whenever you want to do something from your heart and you're just like, I just want to do this just because often your ego comes in and says to you, but you need a reason. But what if people judge you? But you should be doing something that's more productive or blah, blah, blah. So it's really about departing from this idea that we have to do things and justify it and just allowing yourself to do things from your heart that feels really good. And this goes from investing as well. Like I did a live on my Instagram the other day about my experience of investing. Um, If you follow me, you can go and check it out because I posted the replay of it. But so often with investing, what we think is if I spend this money on myself, I have an unspoken expectation that I'm going to fail. I'm not going to be able to pay for it. Like it's not like you say to yourself, oh, I expect that I won't be able to pay for it. But you have this self-limiting belief that says, how am I going to afford it? Which is not necessarily true, but it has been a belief that's been running in your automatic Um, thought process mind for so long that you don't even question whether or not that's true so and it's really basing a decision off a fear and an outcome that you think is going to happen instead of a heart-led soul-focused intuitive decision would be that course is really calling my name I don't know how I'm going to make it work but I'm going to do it I'm going to be resourceful I'm going to figure it out I'm going to take a leap of faith And it's not like the universe just instantly catches you and you don't feel like you're falling a little bit. You know, like it's like when you um, 
go off a bungee jump it's not like you instantly get caught by the bungee it's like you jump off not that I've ever been on a bungee jump lol I don't know this (laughs) image just came to mind you you take the leap and you just have to trust that the bungee is going to catch you at the bottom and it obviously does because otherwise it wouldn't be like a a legal thing to do right um and and you probably wouldn't do it because you would have the wherewithal to not do it so it's always like taking the leap and then it can feel really 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 scary but then you get such a thrill you get such a kick you're so excited like People after they do, like the reason why people do these like hectic adventure things is because it gives them a thrill. It gives you so much energy afterwards because you survive through it and it puts a fire underneath you to be like, let's go, let's make this happen. Like I want to make a change. And that's why it's really important for me to have a price that reflects that level of like it has to be a little bit like of a stretch that's what I always say to my clients especially like people that are investing in themselves for the first time if you're investing in something that feels smooth that feels oh this is easy to invest in then you're less likely to have that massive kick and rush and like transformation that you can get from investing in something that you didn't think was possible because it's it feels easy and you're also less likely to like actually really really put as much effort in but if you put something big on the line like you invest more than you ever have before guess what baby you're going to surprise yourself with how much you can do and that is exactly what i mean by letting yourself be surprised instead of approaching life with this expectation that things are going to go badly or you're not going to be able to afford it follow your heart you don't need to justify why you want to do something and then let yourself be surprised by how things can work out. And again, letting go of the expectation of this is how it should be. But I'm going to do this because it feels exciting, because it feels like it's in my body. It feels like it's, you know, making me just wanting to do it. You don't need to justify it. And then letting yourself be surprised, be open to it. And I guess I would say the difference between being surprised versus having like a specific expectation is that when you're surprised, you're 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 like not being like okay if I do x then it has to equal y it's like imagine if I invest in this course and I somehow make all the money you know come to me or imagine if I talk to this person and something really good happens from it or imagine if I eat this meal and I don't make myself feel guilty about it like I wonder what I could feel about it it's just having this real sense of like wonderment and curiosity and playfulness rather than the heaviness of expectation which is like well if I eat this then I'm going to gain weight and it's going to make me feel horrible or if I invest in this I'm going to fail and I'm not going to have any money and I'm going to be miserable like why move through life like that it is a choice it, it is a choice but it's just about exposing yourself to different belief systems different habits and different ways of living It's even how I was speaking about anxiety earlier on in this podcast. Before I went to a psychologist and a doctor, I didn't really understand what it meant to have anxiety because I wasn't really around people that spoke openly about anxiety. So I didn't have the experience and the exposure to other people that had anxiety. So therefore I wasn't able to change it. I wasn't able to manage my symptoms. I wasn't able to even talk about it because I didn't have the language and the self-awareness to be able to ask for help around it. I just assumed, oh, the way that I'm living is the way that I'm living. So as I've been saying as well, actively waiting and 
putting yourself in good position. So for for me, for example, if I was someone that was struggling with my anxiety, the and I but I, I didn't know I was struggling with anxiety. I was just genuinely struggling. What helped me a lot was just talking to my friends about it and explaining to them how I was feeling. And then it was one of them who actually recommended me to go and see a psychologist who I've now been seeing consistently for over 18 months. So it's like I could have just like sat at home and hoped things got better or tried to figure it out on my own. But instead, I put myself in optimal positions so that I could be available to the right opportunity. And when the opportunity came, this is the important thing. It's not always going to be wrapped up in a neat little bow. It's not always going to feel easy. Like there might still be some barriers, especially with your ego saying like, well, why would you do that? Or you don't deserve that or you're not good enough for that or whatever. But again, if it feels like your heart is kind of like, yet yeah, that makes sense without needing to justify it, then it's going to be the best option for you. And even, and it's just, and I was going to say, even if it doesn't work out the way that you expect, but like having this attitude, that's why it's so good to have the attitude of like, I am open to being surprised because you're not going in and setting yourself up for potential disappointment. So for example, if I'm going to go on a date with someone and I have this expecting attitude of like, I'm going to go on a date with them. They're probably not going to like me. They're probably going to make me pay for dinner. They're probably going to talk about themselves all the time and I'm really dreading it and rah, rah, rah. And I go in with those expectations because I haven't managed my thoughts. I'm not exposed to people that enjoy dating. I don't have positive role models around me, whatever the scenario is. When I go on that date, guess what I'm going to be looking for? Them talking about themselves too much, them not being a great date, them being boring. And then I'm going to start judging myself for being boring and judging myself for talking too much. And so I've created a situation. I've created a problem simply because of my unmanaged expectations and I'm letting them run the show. Versus if I just walk into that date with no expectations, I'm not putting any pressure on it. I'm just really chilling and I'm just like, I wonder what this person has to say. I wonder what this person's vibe is like. It's I'm giving so much more space to see what it's actually like. And then therefore I can actually get a better assessment, I suppose, of whether I like them and what they're truly like. And it creates a safer space for the both of you to be yourself and to actually like offer each other, okay, let's see if I like this person and they like me and whether we actually vibe. And so it doesn't matter if the date is good or not, but it's just more about what can I learn from this person? What can I learn about myself? And that's obviously a lot easier to do when you don't have specific expectations and you're just open to going with the flow and it's safe to do so. So just to really drill this point home, not knowing what's going to happen is not a bad thing. We have been conditioned by society and especially if you're someone that deals with anxiety, when you're an anxious person, you kind of thrive off these big highs and these big lows, especially if that's something you've grown up with in your family or in your life for a lot of your life. Like, oh my God, these really big highs and this is amazing and this feels really good and this is what it means to be happy and to be good. But then you have these massive lows and it feels really, really dramatic. Sometimes when you're chilling in the middle, especially as someone that maybe has had like an up and down life all the time, when you're chilling in the middle, sometimes it feels unsafe. And so I want you to remind yourself that it's okay to just be chilling. It's okay to not know exactly what's going to happen. Uncertainty is not a bad thing. The unknown can actually be full of adventure and spontaneity and excitement if you choose to just be open to it because if you continue to know what's going to happen all the time, everything feels predictable, everything feels the same, then you're going to feel bored. You're going to feel depressed. You're going to feel like, 
ugh, I'm just low in energy. But if you allow yourself to put yourself in positions where things could be different, where you, you know, put yourself out of your comfort zone a little bit, where you stretch yourself just a little bit, then it can be such an exciting time for you where you can actually experience new things and do different things. However, in the meantime, what I also really want to affirm is it's okay to wait. Like I said, it's okay to not know what the next thing is or when the next exciting thing is. It's okay to be patient. And the best thing that you can do whilst you're waiting to kind of like figure out what your next move is, is to take care of yourself. Make yourself like fill up your own cup so that you feel like the best person possible so that not only will you be open to opportunities, open to talking to people, but when a big thing drops in your lap, you're like ready to go. You're like really open to receiving it. It's especially like things with like jobs or relationships. Like if you get this, if you really want a new job opportunity and then all of a sudden you get given this amazing job opportunity and then you start thinking, oh my God, I'm not good enough. Um, Who am I to take this role? You know, we start over analyzing it because it's something that we really wanted but then all of a sudden we haven't like done the work around ourselves to actually be able to receive it we can very quickly turn into self-sabotaging and think oh my god I, I don't know what I'm doing I, maybe I shouldn't take this job maybe I shouldn't ask for a pay rise maybe I shouldn't you know be allowed or I don't deserve this job but like I should give it to someone else same goes with the relationship sometimes you might be wanting a relationship for so long but then a person arrives and, I'm, and I'm, when I'm saying a relationship I'm meaning a romantic relationship relationship and then a person arrives in your life and all of a sudden you get overwhelmed by how nice they are to you and that they want to do things with you that you almost feel like it's too good to be true so you self-sabotage so make sure that you're ready for those opportunities and make sure that you're open to actually receiving what you want and my motto in life my coaching philosophy is how you do anything is how you do everything. So notice the way that you're allowing yourself to receive in your day to day. Are you allowing people to open the door for you? Are you allowing people to shout you a coffee if they offer? Are you allowing people to give you support? Are you actually being open and vulnerable with people because if not these are really small little things that can make such a big difference overall because if you're not even allowing yourself to receive something so small as just like letting someone open the door for you or just like shouting you a coffee how do you think you're going to be open to receiving something bigger or something more in your life that may feel bigger to you like on the universal scale finding a lover or making lots of money is the same as having a job but to you in your perception of the universe is going to feel like a little bit of a bigger deal because it's probably something that you've really wanted for a long time so practice receiving now because then you're going to have more of a capacity to receive what it is that you truly want and not feel so thrown off by by surprises or by changes in your life like be open to surprises be delighted in the surprise be in total wonderment of how things are always working out for you if you enjoyed this episode you know the drill follow me like me leave a review um whatever actually really really helps the podcast i'm really wanting to continue to grow this podcast it's such a joy and a love of mine or take a screenshot and share it to your stories and of course tag me because i love to see it enjoy the rest of your week enjoy the rest of your day and stay tuned for exciting updates that i'm going to be releasing soon on my instagram i've also recently started posting on tiktok so come and hang out with me there i'm doing like a 30-day self-care challenge so I would love your support there too. All right, bye.